Well, a very warm welcome to Music on the Edge um, and our very first ever podcast. Uh, the observant ones amongst you might um, have downloaded a little two-minute trailer, which I posted last week as a rehearsal. So the rehearsal's now over and the, let the show begin. Um, I thought I'd say a little bit about Music on the Edge and uh, what we actually are, what we get up to as a little bit of background. And, um, and then sort of each time I'm going to be posting a podcast, it's going to be a little bit of a, a review of what we've been up to, but also looking ahead to things which are coming up. And um, not, not really just going with what shows up sometimes in the moment, and other things uh, might have been being planned for quite a while. So I'll sort of choose my timing, hopefully, um, right for sharing the bits and bobs we've um, been involved with. Well, the musicians of Music on the Edge um, are Chris Caldwell, that's me. I'm a saxophonist and also a clarinetist. Um, and my work is as a freelance musician, um, playing in a many, many different uh, musical spheres from orchestral uh, playing when they require saxophonists through to theatrical work in the West End and touring, um, some commercial work. But also, I think my creative side is really featured uh, along with um, the music on the edge area of what I'm up to. So that's sort of what this podcast will be looking into. But I will bring in my other activities as and when. Um, the other person involved with Music on the Edge is uh, Susie Hodder-Williams. Um, she's a flautist and a piccolo player. Uh, and her work is, again, as a freelance musician, um, playing in orchestras, chamber groups, ballet companies, and also working together with me um, in our creations with Music on the Edge. Uh, Susie isn't here this evening as I'm recording this because she's away working. Um, my route to recording this podcast has been I've been working in um, the West End of London this afternoon on a Sunday matinee and I've had the fun and games of uh, taking um, the train out from Paddington back to uh, the southwest. And I've just got back home now and I made a lovely mug of tea so I thought I'd settle down and uh, say hi to all of you listeners. Um, what's really been going on today um, has, has, has sort of got me thinking because uh, in London uh, this morning, it was absolutely, it was a beautiful, beautiful autumn's morning. Um, the sun was shining um, and the display of autumn colours we've got at the moment, uh, the leaves or sort of 50-60% still on the trees, and we've just got these incredible uh, autumn colours. Um, and it's quite mild, uh, so when we've sort of avoided frosts and things. But what that really um, made me realise, and uh, it's been a very, very special day, because it's Remembrance Sunday, which is the 11th of November, and every... Um, Remembrance Sunday is a, an opportunity um, to think and look back and hopefully look forward, but also uh, appreciate 
um, the value of life and the fact that some people um, in the past and in the long past, but also in many, many different um, situations after that, have given um, their lives to allow me, really, um, and everyone around now to have the freedom to be able to express themselves, um, to be able to create, even to be able to record podcasts, and to have uh, the freedom of a rich and fortunate life. Uh, this was particularly pertinent um, this time because there's been a bit huge concentration on uh, the 100 years it's incredible, 100 years and since the signing of the armistice at the end of the First World War. And um, all around the country and also in Paris as well and other cities of the world, the, the, there's been a remembrance today of um, and respect to the whole of humanity who gave um, so much time, effort and often life uh, so that others more fortunate uh, can enjoy freedoms. Um, but what it sort of threw my mind to was um, how in music and how or how music relates to showing this respect but also how silence is also a crucial part of something in the human psyche, um, that silence is a, a golden moment, we even say silence is golden, in um, when we need to go to that place that music usually touches, something the words find difficult to explain, but music then combined with silence can be a very, very strong force. Um, what we had in London today was a, a very poignant, um, striking and ringing of bells. And bells are very, um, it seems culturally, bells are very, very connected with that other place, a deeper place in us. Um, in, obviously in the UK we have incredible um, array of churches and there's a whole tradition of bell ringing, uh, which um, is an art in itself and a study in itself. Um, what we had today, it was um, obviously the chiming of a bell. Um, and then we had an incredible silence that followed that. And then out of this silence came the sound of the trumpets playing um, the last post. And I was very drawn to the last post when you suddenly realise it was bugles playing the last post and these, these would be unvalved instruments so it was something that was avoiding chromaticism the whole last post is really playing on the purity of the harmonic series um, so the intervals there are taken out of the harmonic series and there's no way the trumpeter or bugler would be able to uh, play out or in a different key. He was in the key of his instrument and playing that, sort of 
the purity of that. Um, I was sort of suddenly drawn in to that. Um, and dealing with harmonics has been very much part of um, what we've been creating in our world in Music on the Edge. Um, and also the combining of harmonics uh, with silence is something we've we didn't go out to use, but it was it was sort of obvious for the things we've been trying to describe sometimes in our music. Um, we uh, recorded um, a CD back in two thousand nine, which was of um, a fictitious fictitious mariner walking over. Um, uh, Dartmoor and Exmoor um, having arrived say at the North Devon coast and was going to pick up his next boat which might have been on the South Devon coast and there's a, a pathway that go, joins um, North Devon and South Devon and Dartmoor and the moors in between called um, the Two Moors Way but part of that pathway is one called the Mariner's Way. And we uh, recorded a CD which was evoking the journey of this mariner going from north to south or south to north. And it was interesting, with that recording, we were drawn to using bells um, or bell sounds. We used uh, bell sounds um, in a, an instrument we were lucky enough to get a hold of it's part of a gamelan, a Javanese uh, percussion instrument. Um, a Javanese, I suppose you could say, the one we were using was a little bit like a, a glockenspiel or a marimba, but it was metal bars. And these bells were tuned not to a Western scale, but to a very um, contemporary scale, or you could say an ethnic scale, or um, it wasn't tempered pitch, as Bart would have written for. But there was something in those harmonics that really touched a deepness and an expression that really worked for our Mariner's Way, which is a Devon footpath. But we were taking this instrument from Java, a gamelan. Um, and within that recording uh, of Mariner's Way, um, we also used uh, the higher harmonics on our instruments little whistle tones on the flute. Um, and again, it seemed to be spiritual in that sense, or it was touching a deeper place. And we also experimented a lot with silence, the gaps between the notes. And it just seemed that if you had this silence in music, it really created, um, it made the music larger, larger than just two musicians which we were working together could hope to achieve. I think in an orchestra you can get uh, that largeness of course of sound and depth but for us to get that sound and depth we needed to create um, space between ourselves um, and within the music. And the other space we enjoyed playing with when we were recording that CD was actually the space between us. Um, usually a chamber group would set up for a recording being really rather close to each other. But we sort of went back to 
I suppose, uh, back to uh, the Middle Ages times, um, Gregorian chant style, where actually we put ourselves either side of the recording studio. So we try to um, increase our space between us there. And it was this space today with the silence after those bells and then the trumpets coming in. Um, usually it would be a lone bugler, but today actually in London it was um, a few trumpeters, buglers playing together, but all in unison. And those strong unison lines, no harmony, again seem to give it, for me, a sort of extra poignancy. Um, and it just seems out of silence becomes this real respect. Um, I mean, silence speaks in volumes. Uh, and it really had that feel for me. Um, a week ago, I was lucky enough um, to have been invited up to Manchester to be part of their saxophone day up at the Royal Northern College of Music. And two close friends of mine, Rob Buckland and Andy Scott, um, have, it was their 18th year, I think, of putting on this event. And they invited the Delta Saxophone Quartet to go and perform up in Manchester. So we, as a group, the Delta Saxophone Quartet, I mentioned um, on uh, my rehearsal podcast, is a, an extension of my creativity, really, of Music on the Edge. Um, it's a group I've played in now for nearly 35 years. Um, and it's uh, a group that commissions works for itself and is constantly trying to push the boundaries of saxophone quartet performance. And this time we took um, a selection of music from a programme we'd recently created on David Bowie inspired by David Bowie and Brian Eno from um, their Berlin years, which is, again, it was a, a very ambient uh, time where Bowie was really looking at space, time and ambience and depth and a little bit what I was touching on with Mariner's Way, trying to create big soundscapes. Um, so that was part of our programme, but we also uh, played to a beautiful little film called The Red Bloom, where we were playing live music to a film. And it was, again, this um, idea of when the music's going on and then suddenly stopping the music. Uh, Mike Smith was the composer of our music, so wrote original music for this film we were playing to, The Red Bloom. And... After about 20 minutes of playing, suddenly we stop as a quartet, but the film keeps going. And there's a little chase scene where through the old streets of Montmartre, and it was all you can hear then is the footfall of these little boys who are running through this street in Montmartre, are chasing each other. And it was that real effective use of the music, stopping, actually lifting the needle, and then a, a sound which wasn't musical, but just the sound around came in. And uh, I thought that silence and space there 
um, suddenly realised how important silence is as part of the creative process. Um, it's interesting, uh, part as being a saxophonist and improvising is part of what I am asked to do, but also something I enjoy doing. Um, there's a great temptation when you're starting out on your path as an improviser to keep playing, keep improvising all the time and have no gaps. You sort of, the, the standing joke can be fill all gaps. Maybe that's a, a drummer's joke, but it could be when you're improvising and you suddenly um, need to come up for air or whatever, there's sort of a fear that if you stop, you might never start again. And the skill of someone like Miles Davis, um, beautiful improviser, the skill for him and something that really stands out for me from Miles's playing is his silences or the length of his gaps between his playing. So in fact, you could say it's what he doesn't play is the beautiful thing. But of course, what Miles does play is also beautiful, but in that way of not doing too much. And um, I think that is a you know, over egging the omelette, we have it as, as our, in our everyday speech. But um, it's just interesting, uh, again, how you can embed um, silence within uh, music. And I suppose um, maybe it's another cliche, but when you think of John Cage and his infamous, his famous work, which is four minutes and so many seconds of silence. And that can feel like an eternity. I love that piece, actually. I love the fact that it's in three movements. Um, and if you get the chance to look at the score, it's even giving different speeds and tempo. And it was reorchestrated, I think, for orchestra a few years ago. So you had a whole orchestra on stage performing John Cage's four minutes. I think it's four minutes 33, but I might be wrong on that. If I'm wrong on that, um, I'm sorry. But it's four minutes and um, quite a lot more silence. Uh, and I'm wondering what goes on when you're in those silent times. Um, if, uh, I suppose if you're a Buddhist monk, it's the time where you're, you're slowing down your thinking. But if you're a young jazz player, it's when, you, when you're being silent, your thinking can sometimes speed up. And it's like, I should be doing something now. And it's suddenly when chatty mind starts taking over. And it will be something I'd like to sort of explore um, further in one of these podcasts is um, how our mind as a musician um, can start to really take us on great adventures sometimes or sometimes can be the thing that can um, sort of prevent us from achieving what we know we can do and I suppose this is akin to sometimes you're feeling in the zone and that's where your mind isn't getting in the way of your performance and your playing another time you can experience um, nerves and where the mind is trying to trip you up.
And it's an area where um, I suppose it's a mental health area. If it becomes something which is really impacting on your life, and there's within music now, there's a more awareness of that and more support of it. It was a, one of those unmentionable things. Um, mental health as a musician you would never um, sort of mention those issues and it's interesting with our work and creations in Music on the Edge have a look online to see what we've done we're at www.musicontheedge.com and you'll have a look at some of um, the recordings we've made and it's interesting when I have a look at that there's a lot of uh, slowing down I suppose in the type of music we've been creating recently um, and it's a lovely place to be when you can slow down I don't know if it was the fact that as I said today I've moved I've come down from London by train and I've come down to the southwest and I'm up on Dartmoor now and um, everything slows down and there's that and I can sort of enjoy that space um, I can use it as a creative space or a creative silence um, but it'll be something I'd like to uh, look at further and um, have a chat with you about or share my thoughts or current thoughts on that but um, yeah with Remembrance Sunday it was amazing how it, it actually um, got me thinking and I wanted to record this podcast very much suddenly had the urge to do it now on this special Sunday. I was going to um, do it later in the week, partly because we've got some lovely things coming up um, and I wanted to sort of uh, have a podcast where I could chat about those too. But I can tell you what's coming up um, and then I can do a report back. So there you go, we get some extra uh, um, bonus points there. Um, Susie and I were going to go to Poole Museum on Tuesday where we've been fortunate enough to uh, currently have an exhibition showing at Poole Museum where we teamed up with the sculptor Andre Wallace and we were asked to provide the music to accompany his um, sketches and sculptures uh, which were being displayed at Pool Museum, and the, the display um, is over two floors um, in the museum. It's called Voyage, and it's really about your passage, voyage through life. It deals with, it really goes in at the deep end and then gets deeper. But yeah, it's to it goes very much through where we arrive how we commute through our life and how we eventually depart this life to who knows where. And Andre invited us to um, compose and create some soundscapes and music to accompany the space where his sculptures were being shown and also um, to, cr to help uh, create an atmosphere in the two uh, rooms where at Paul Museum the voyage is currently being shown. So that's that's on until the 6th of January 2019. So if you're in Poole, please do go and check out Andre's work. And um, hopefully you'll enjoy our soundscapes, which 
accompany this. And we try, we try to make them timeless. Um, and it seems the feedback we're getting so far is really supportive. So we're sort of excited by that. But we're going down on Tuesday because we were there at the, um, the launch. Um, but it's one of those things where you want to go and revisit, but we're also having um, some videos made, um, little interviews, where again, a little bit like this podcast, where you can go, what was behind the work which we were doing. So, um, yeah, so go and check out Voyage uh, Pool. Um, what I'd like to say is thank you very much for listening in to this first pod. It's uh, very much, I feel like, the young jazz saxophonist at the moment. Maybe scared of silence. I don't know if, don't know if silence works on a pod. Um, and there's the feeling of, yeah, it's interesting the thought that having to fill the gaps a little bit. Um, but I hopefully will settle into uh, this new venture we've had of sharing everything that goes um, behind um, being a musician, working together with Music on the Edge, but also our satellite groups around this. I mentioned the Delta Sats of Own Quartet, um, and I'll mention others on the way. Um, one of the lovely um, things I've been involved in recently is playing the music of Frank Sinatra with a big band on stage, a big band on stage with strings and uh, vocalists and uh, at the Royal Festival Hall a couple of days ago. And we're up to a superb venue, um, probably my favourite concert hall in the UK. That's the Sunday coming up, a week today. I'll be up in Birmingham with uh, friends and colleagues. Uh, playing the music of Frank Sinatra, Old Blue Eyes himself, and incredible arrangements, of, of course, of Nelson Riddle, etc. So that's sort of the variety sometimes I, I'm fortunate as a freelance musician. I get the opportunities to, at one minute, have my music being played at um, Pool Museum in a gallery, and the next minute I'm playing along with four other saxophonists, trumpets and trombones and the whole uh, razzmatazz of a big band but also with the real warmth of uh, the lovely string section as well so um, I want to share my enthusiasm too for what I'm involved with. If you want to get in touch please do um, uh, my email is chris at musicontheedge.com and we're on social media and we'll always be social on there and always lovely um, it's uh, Facebook is uh, Facebook um, backslash music on the edge and we're also on Twitter at, at music on the edge so that's you can find us there please let me know um, if this feels right for you or if it doesn't because it's an evolving thing this is the first pod so very proud to um, have this opportunity to record it so uh, please subscribe if you've enjoyed this look into UK contemporary music of Music on the Edge, um, share it. And if there's something else you'd like to know, drop us drop us a line because I'm very happy to um, answer any questions or look into an area which you might not have thought of exploring because getting uh, feedback um, is something which is gold dust for any 
performer um, or creator and it's fine good bad or indifferent um, we don't mind we just like listening and would take everything on board so um, I hope you've enjoyed our this first podcast um, and see you again soon on the um, not quite radio waves on the pod waves I suppose you could call it and yes we're available on um, on iTunes now so I've managed to get that aspect up and running so you can subscribe there too so uh, until the next time um, enjoy your autumn or if you're in the southern hemisphere you're in spring so you'll be having a brilliant uh, spring I'm certain too so uh, best wishes from now for Music on the Edge up here in the southwest of England on Dartmoor.